Do you want to start a business, get out of the office, achieve happiness and success while crushing life? This is Boss to Boss, the place to be for that extra motivation to get up and follow your dreams while learning from the ones who have already done it. And now for your host, Miro Wieslow. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Boss to Boss, your one-stop shop for all of it. <laughs> uh, I know you love that intro, Steve. Uh, we're back over here, Steve Wiley, me, myself, Miro Weeslow, and we got you episode rants and recaps number 40. Can you believe it, Steve? It's amazing. 40 episodes. Can hitting, you believe it? Hitting, Can you believe it? Hitting all the O's, all the zeros. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I really can't. But um, it's it's our, it's awesome. It's here we are. And today we're going to bring you something a little different. We're, we're going to continue our segments of going through our day-to-day struggles and letting you know what, what we have been learning and what you can hopefully learn from us. And one of the things we deal with on a constant basis, it's just inevitable with running a business. Though, uh, like for me personally, I thought it was maybe I, I thought like, oh, man, running a business is going to be so easy. No stress at all. Stress free life. You know, just start up a company buy my whatever Porsche and sit back, hire a bunch of people. Nope. 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 Um, we got stress and, you know, different types of different types of stress, you know, just being maxed out, overworking, working too much and. Today, we're going to bring you an episode while running a business and while, you know, if you're debating about running one or not, the different types of stresses that you run into coming from my industry and Steve's industry, which Steve is more in uh, web development, you know, marketing, all types of creatives industry. And I'm more in like the uh, moving, removing. So it's kind of contractor based type work with uh, with donations and whatnot. So it's two different industries. Two different types of stresses, all types. We're going to cover it all here, and we're going to tell you how we deal with it and our tips and tricks and what you can do uh, to help you know avoid some of the pitfalls that we've come across. So without further ado, Steve, what is your number one stressor? Do you even have any stressors? Do you? No, no. Life is just stress-free as a business owner. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's so easy. Everything. Yeah. This comes naturally. Everything. You know, uh, not... It's uh, oh Lacroix. Where's the uh, avocado toast? The avocado toast is is it's getting made. Um, is my, Oreo making it? My, it's my, behind you. Uh, no, Oreo? No Oreo. There, is, is there not, she is. There's Oreo. Oreo. Oh, she woke up. Okay, not well, good, not good. But uh, we've awoken the beast. Yes. Um, no, my, <laughs> my my girlfriend's in the back making the avocado toast, but she's dragging. Joanna, where's the avocado toast? <laughs> all right all right well yeah so to answer your question um i don't know so like as far as stresses go we were talking a lot about starting a business and that's a big stress but when you actually uh have been running a business for a certain period of time you know you get um maybe you, you fall into those uh those things where okay now you're getting in the groove and things are working out and you're getting customers uh, what happens when you get overworked? What happens when you kind of like get everything coming all at once and you're not quite sure how to handle it? Um, I know you just said, um, celebrated your one year anniversary with HodgePodge. That's a huge thing. 
um, one thing that I said is it's usually the first year and the third year. Those are the hardest things. The first year, you're getting your footing just figuring out, oh, oh what the hell? I, I, I'm doing this now. You know, this is real. And then the second year is growth. And what, what happens with a lot of people in the third year is overgrowth. You do overgrowth and you don't know how to scale things back because of the fact that you take on too many things that you can handle all at once. And you get that burden where you don't know exactly how to handle that stress and how to manage that work. Um, and what happens with a lot of people is they get overwhelmed and um, then they start kind of doing bad work. And that's when they go out of business. So let's backtrack really quick. What year of business are you in right now with intrinsic marketing? I am in year four. Okay. And to put it into perspective, I just started year two. Go on. There you go. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, like uh, with with businesses that you start yourself, like what you're doing, you, you started kind of, um, well, not kind of, but basically uh, 100% from scratch. You know, you, mm -hmm. you came up with an idea, um, something that, uh, you know, you, you believed in and you, you, you know, maybe got a, a business partner, got some some money in there to, to get the overhead taken care of so you can, you know, take care of your business. But with a business like mine, um, it's more about ideas and development. You know what I mean? So like, uh, as far as that goes, it's, it's kind of like figuring out what services you can offer because most of it's digital. I don't have a huge amount of overhead. You know, it's about skills, like different, different things that I can put into the pie to help another business owner. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, for, uh, fortunately for me, I had a background in um, you know like advertising and marketing for you know multiple jobs that I did, and that kind of gave me a little bit of uh, understanding of what I would need to do to kind of handle the customers that I'm handling now. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that happened was, uh, and you know, the first year was obviously. Like I said before, probably the hardest because of the fact that it was coming up with the idea out of nothing. I mean, when I started this business, it was from zero dollars, zero. It was from uh, it was just the skills that I had figuring out what I could do, figuring out, um, you know, uh, what, what I could put together to to build something uh, that people would be willing to pay me for. You know, and uh, and then putting together a team to get it done at a higher level, you know. So, you know, that that's a different dynamic and what you're doing. But at the same time, like it's like, you know, everybody kind of goes into that that spot where, OK, now it's working. We have this and you have like, OK, let's take on more clients. Let's take on more clients. And there becomes a, a, there's like kind of a tipping point where it's like. I, I take on everybody that I can take on, but then if I take on anybody more, then I'm not going to be able to do any of these jobs to 100 percent, you know, um, and uh, and and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today was when you get to that point when you're starting out to where, you you know, you, you're not sure if you can handle a certain thing because I turned down a lot of clients. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure you probably turned down jobs as well. You know, things maybe oh, yeah. people 
people call you and they, you know, have something that just doesn't work. It's not in the cards. Not not good for you. Have you run into this, something like that? Yeah, I made the mistake early on of just taking everything. And I quickly learned when, uh, you know, I, I got sat down on my ass that sometimes, you know, you can't, you, you got to learn and you got to gradually build up your way. And you know what, though? At the same time, maybe, you know, it helped me learn things quicker, too, uh, by, by trying to do that. But nowadays, I, I am actually, we value the business. There's a certain value we put on it. And if someone just doesn't value it and doesn't want to pay for it, unfortunately, you know, we just, we can't, we can't do it. And um, we had to have turned down jobs, especially because if we didn't have enough people or people were overworked and we just couldn't handle it, there's no reason to stress out over it. You know, the business will be there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come, especially if you're doing the right thing. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, and it's totally healthy and it's it's the right thing to do to take as many customers as you can Mm -hmm. when you're first starting out, because it is a learning experience. And, you know, the only way that you're going to learn what direction you're supposed to go um, and, you know, what you can do best is by doing those tricky customers and finding all the things that really suck and the things that you don't want to do. Um, and that, that happens, you know, and that, that's, it's a stressful thing in the moment, but mm-hmm. after you get over it, um, it's, it's so much more, uh, of a, of a lesson. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, I can't deny that part one bit. Yeah. It's definitely a lesson learner. Sometimes it's a costly lesson learner though. You know, you have to do it sometimes, no matter what you can read, listen as much as you want. Some things you, you just have to do. You just, you just have, have to go through it. it. Yeah, you can read about it all day, but you know, it's just like going to school. You know, you can talk about theory and all this, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the way it should go. But you know, it, when you get down and dirty and you're dealing with clients, people, personalities, things that are real world things and scenarios, it totally different. It's totally different. You know, yes. it's uh, it's it's not textbook shit. You know, it's it's things it's that come. Yeah, it's things that come. Things that maybe. Maybe it's just a, a, a conflict in personality. Maybe maybe it is a good job. Maybe it's something that you could do, mm-hmm. but the but the client are the client themselves is is a toxic type of person. And, that, and that's tough because because you want to service everyone and you want to make everyone <laughs> happy. Though there are moments when it really is just a toxic communication back and forth. And and at that right. point, I think those are the jobs that sometimes you know you got to take your losses, cut your losses. And, you know, you, you, you still have to please the client at the end of the day, because that's going to go a, a further way than having that client pissed off and mad at you. Cause that could really ruin, ruin your reputation and your business real quick. Sure. So sometimes you just got to cut your losses and make them happy and kind of just do it and get out and, you know, learn from it. And at that point you kind of learn to identify, you know, which jobs maybe just aren't right for you. Cause you know, right away yeah. you see, right away you see that, this somebody has flashbacks from something else and you're like we're staying we're staying away it's just not worth it for us you know for what could possibly go wrong yeah and yeah i mean you hit it on the head as as far as uh taking on clients and and wanting to please everybody it's very important to build a reputation Mm -hmm. um in your first year in your second year in your third year and probably until your fifth year whatever you know i mean i'm i'm still doing the same thing it's it, you, you need to build a reputation and um sometimes sometimes you have to weigh it out is it is it more valuable to just 
do work that isn't profitable uh, to get a good review. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, th- there's, there's times where you can do the greatest work you've ever done and you still get a bad review because the people are just terrible. You know, um, there's clients that I've had that are really, really high paying clients and, uh, you know, they had expectations and, you know, you, you learn to manage those expectations. But at the end of the day, some people are just crazy. You know, some people just have expectations that are just, you know, not real, realist, unrealistic expectations. And there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point, you have to learn how to fire your clients. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, you need to tell your clients no. You need to tell them, I can either do this because this is what I recommend. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, then maybe you should go to another uh, company. And that's a hard thing to do when you're starting out because the thing is that, you know, you you constantly just want more money because, you know, you, you want to you be working more. You know, you want to bring in that revenue. But, you know, um, toxic revenue, toxic clients, they mm-hmm. bog you down, they waste your time, and they make things miserable for you. And then what happens is um, – and it's, it's, it's very hard to, to insulate against this. When you deal – with toxic clients like that, it disenchants you and it makes you bring that negativity into your other clients. Yes. Uh, and, you know, uh, that's the worst thing that you could ever do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, with with all the guests that we've had, you know, talking about, you know, positive positivity and mentality and things like that. <clears throat> I mean, that that is first and foremost, if you don't have that positivity and that mentality to keep moving forward, and, um, you know, keep that, uh, you know, thing in your head that is driving you to move forward. Yep. Uh, bigger bigger that, picture, bigger picture thinking. Bigger picture. You're not That's talking it. about the little client, you know, uh, not to say that the client, not yeah. all the clients are. Every, you know, every, every or, client matters. Every client matters at the end right. of the day. Absolutely. There has to be a fit and you are running a business at the end of the day. You can't please everybody because if you try to please everybody, like I tried, especially in the beginning, you will go crazy and you will just lose it. You will lose it. And Steve, yeah. you know, I, I know you are treating this as a therapy session because you are just venting all your problems and issues. But now tell us, tell us, what are you doing about this? So clearly, clearly you've grown. You've got a lot of issues at hand. You got some stress going on and you need some venting. Besides this form of ventilation, what are you doing about this stress? And what, well, has, a, what has helped you? I guess what has worked, what hasn't? Well, what, what helped me first and foremost is the ability to take a step back and decide what I want to do and what I want to uh, let go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with in this business and what I do, when I take on a client, it's a long-term commitment. You know, um, when, I, when I talk to a customer and I – you know, um, have that initial conversation about what their business is about, what they are trying to accomplish long term, all those different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to know that these are uh, values that I share. These are things that um, are uh, that I'm able to, you know, work with and things that I believe in. You know, uh, because there, there's there's plenty of businesses around. And if I were to take on every single person that need a website or, 
you know, marketing for their business, I'd be, you know, running around in circles, you know, and, and running in all different directions. And that's not good. Uh, what I try to do is I try to put myself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. If I, if I can see myself in their shoes and I can see, uh, that it's something that makes sense to me because I'm at the top and, you know, I have to explain this to my people, you know, when, whether they're, you know, building a website or they're writing copy or they're, you know, doing social media or whatever it is, print or whatever. Um, I need to be able to explain it as if I were the owner, mm -hmm. you know, and if I can't do that, then I just can't work with you no matter how much money you have. Um, and that's the thing, you know, that, that changed. Um, one of the biggest problems that I had in the beginning was just telling everybody, yeah, sure, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can do it, you know? Um, and uh, what happens with that is you get overworked on things that are, you know, they don't fit together. You know, you can't, you know, your team is running in different directions and things like that. And nobody's, uh, nobody's really passionate about anything. So you're not really doing anything. What have you done specifically, um, you know, besides just telling people no? Is there anything else you've done? Okay. Um, so besides saying no, obviously that's like a, a hard, you know, that's either yes or no, I'm going to take on the client. But beyond that, when you actually have taken on the client, mm -hmm. um, there's another thing. And, you know, uh, the next step in that process is trying to please the clients that you have already. You know, um, you can be a yes person and say, yes, 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 to every ask that they have. Um, but what what that always leads to is um, over uh, expectations, you know, uh, over, you know, expectations are super high and, you know, unreasonable things, mm -hmm. you know, because the worst thing that you could do is over promise and underachieve, you I know, agree. so I agree. so yeah. that, that's. That's actually a valid point you bring up. Um, recently, I've been, I used to overpromise like crazy in the beginning. I was like, yeah, yeah, just to get the jobs. And then, you know, let's just say somebody's promises were drastic and crazy. And we just, I knew there was like no way we we're going to accomplish them. And, you know, it didn't end too well. Luckily, you know, we, we salvaged the jobs. We got through it. But nowadays, I'm, I'm so much more conservative and customers, I think, appreciate it so much more. And I, I tell them straight up, like right away, you know, I'm going to be conservative with you and Frank. And I'd, I'd rather tell you it might come in a little bit more. It might cost a little bit more. Um, you know, something might possibly go wrong. Something might happen. There is a risk here. And I, I'd rather let them know now straight up in advance. And I think they appreciate that communication. And if something does happen, like recently, let's just say, it's been so much easier to deal with because they know that there's that possibility as slim as it is. And then when we do go ahead and do much better, you know, it's, uh, they still love, they, they still love it as if you were going to do it that conservative way, you know, which is the worst way possible. So well, it's, yeah. it's like a win-win. It's a win-win yeah. just being honest and communicating. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, with, with any, with anybody that's going to do anything with you in business, I mean, mm -hmm. that, that communication, that, that, Honesty goes a hell of a lot more than the sure we can do that and then send you a bill. You know, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you need to have that clear path of communication. You need to give honest ex expectations. Um, you know, if you're dealing with somebody and you tell them, hey, you know, yes, you have this, this and this that needs to be done. 
um, we, we, we could get it done at this point, but there's a, there's a possibility that it could be this and this, and mm-hmm. these are the, these are the reasons why. And, you know, if you, if you lay that out in the beginning, um, there's no reason that they would be upset because it's, it's a clear, uh, plan, you know, it, it's part of the process. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I learned, uh, dealing with customers that, that, that have, you know, maybe they have their business plan and they have mm-hmm. different things that they want to accomplish that are unrealistic. Uh, if they want things done right, they have to wait for it to be done correctly, you yeah. know? But now mm-hmm. let's kind of transition into, uh, what put it, you know, you took the jobs, there it is. You got the stress, uh, whatever it is, you know, you're, you're just dealing with crazy stuff going on at business. And I, I obviously, I think you handle things a lot differently than me. I think you, um, I don't know, maybe you've, you've, maybe you talk about it, talk it through with your customers, talk about it with your team, maybe on this podcast for me, like if something already, you know, went wrong and uh, whatever it's done, it's over with, you know, I got to deal with it. Yeah. I, I'm burned out. I'm maxed out. I have different ways of going about it. And maybe how do you, you go about you, it? You can compare it differently. Yeah. Maybe you got it different ways. Maybe we'll compare yours next. I try to tune out as hard as it is being a business owner. You know, because your phone is literally blowing up 24-7, even when you're sleeping. I try to tune out. I try to at least turn my phone off. I, I, I've been, I was horrible at this when I first started the company because I thought that nothing could wait. But now I realize, you yeah. know, there are business hours. There's such thing as a, you're only open from 8 to 9 or, or I mean, 8 to, that's horrible. 8 to like 5, 8 to 6, maybe 8 to 7. You know, you still, so you have a few hours left that you're not like fully responsible for responding to these calls, to these emails. Like, you know, granted, yes, you might lose some business. Um, so maybe you got to find other ways, maybe getting some, you know, assistance or something, you know, uh, like virtual assistance to help with those other phone calls while you're not there. Though I learned that uh, at the end of the day, you have to find that time for yourself. And for me to find that time, it's usually in a form of getting away and kind of just recharging, whether it's whether it's an hour a day, whether it's a longer like extended session of like three to four hours during a week at some point, maybe during a weekend when business is a little slower or something, for example. I, I do numerous things and kind of just some things I do. I, I cook, I run, I hike. And recently I've been going to like these spa sauna type things. And anywhere that I find that I could sort of lose service as bad as it sounds but legit i try to lose service i go hiking and i lose service for like an hour or two and it's such a relief like i'm just i know that things are going to go on the business will be there and things things will still be there but to get that little break for those couple hours that disconnect it lets me recharge recuperate i kind of i try not to even think about it at all but things come to you ideas come to you you know breakthroughs come to you and these are the different things that I do, uh, like hiking, running, you know, going to a spa. So by that, I mean like, the, you know, like jacuzzi, sauna type things. Sure. It's just, uh, it gives me that moment to get away from the day-to-day 24-7 hustle and bustle, you know, as, as, we, as we experience here in the business world. And especially in being in Chicago, both of us, the huge city that it is. You know, it's it's nonstop over here. It's nonstop. Even though you live in the burbs now and you're, uh, you know, you're 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 a suburbanite or whatever you you guys get called. Um, you know, it's still we're still in Chicago and it is crazy around here. And you know, business does not stop. Nothing stops. You know, yeah. And 
Th- those are yeah. kind of my ways. I try to find ways that I could just tune out and then whatever it is, because I do get overworked. I do get burned out. These things really help. You know, I come, I come out, whether just an hour, just that hour a day of tuning out makes me feel kind of alive again and then recharge, go, you know, yeah. go full, fully back into it. Right. Um, are there, are there certain things you possibly, you do like outside or I feel, I feel like you're going at it 24 seven. So I don't know how you do it. What, what do you take a break? I, um, so yes, I take micro breaks, uh, throughout the day, every day. Uh, I take micro breaks and then maybe I'll have one day that I, you know, I'm just like, it's over today. Yep. But, uh, what I do is I make sure that I put my clients like, you know, it's all emails for the yep. most part. It's all emails. Mm-hmm. If it's calls, they're scheduled. If they're not scheduled, I just don't pick up the phone. Uh, and then I call them back when I'm ready mm-hmm. because if somebody wants to talk to me and I'm not ready, then they're not talking to me about anything that's going to matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's the way that it goes. But, you know, the thing about my business is um, my server does a lot for me because it's pre-programmed, you know. So, like, a lot of the things give me alerts. If there's something bad happening, if something's broken, I know about it immediately and my team knows about it immediately. So, you know, we get it taken care of and, you know, sometimes I get alerted, sometimes I don't. I see it all. But if it doesn't get handled within a certain period of time, then I have to whatever I'm doing, I have to yeah. figure it out. Um, so I'm always on call, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I always have this thing uh, in front of me. And um, honestly, you should try putting it away once in a while, just for a little bit. I know uh, it's it's it does wonders. I I was so against it pretty much until like a, a few <laughs> weeks ago, a month ago. And since then, I became so much more productive again. Cause it I gives me up, more stress. I lost it gives, Yeah, it gives me more stress because I don't have a direct connection to what's going on. I so there, there's right. different different types of people, you know, different types of service, different types of businesses. Yeah. For me, if I can, if I if I know that this isn't going off, then I can relax. So you know, the problem is that. Um, you know, uh, when you, when you're dealing with clients throughout the week, when you, you, when you said this is going off for the ones, the people listening on the podcast, he meant his phone, by the way. Yes. Yes. So when when his phone, so the the, the way Steve deals with it is he prefers to see his phone be empty of all tasks, right. And all calls. And that way you can relax for me. For me, I prefer to actually flip it over and put it away for that hour. Let's say it is, for example, Sure. And, you know, I I like that, too, but it needs to be something that I kind of um, have already set up uh, like a contingency plan for, you know, say, say, you know, if if I'm going to take a vacation and I'm going to be away for a week, Mm -hmm. I I put I put the the tasks that I would normally handle onto somebody else Mm -hmm. and transfer things over to them. So it would it would just get diverted. I wouldn't even see it. And if if something bad happens, then it would come to me and it would be Mm -hmm. like a another jump but that's that's how the computers work thankfully so things are kind of organized better but um you know for me i i uh i don't mind i don't mind having my phone you know i i you know if i'm on vacation or if i'm you know relaxing or whatever maybe i won't return calls maybe i'll i'll send an email real quick and they'll say 
I'll get back to you on Monday. Talk then, you know, but I'm not going to just turn my phone off because I'm a digital business and I can't do that. And if I did that, then, you know, I might have some unhappy customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's not, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. But, um, that isn't the stressful thing for me. I think the stressful thing for me is not knowing when things are going wrong. So if I didn't have the phone, um, uh, then I would be lost. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Well, I think there's other ways of dealing with that as well. Eventually, if you know, if it's part of your plans and when you get bigger, if you have someone in more kind of, you know, alleviating some of your role and someone does oversight of, you know, the ongoing matters, you know, more on a more consistent basis, maybe that would give you that freedom to, you know, maybe shut off a little for a little bit and then focus sure. on something yeah. else, maybe bigger picture, for example. Absolutely. I, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. that's, that's, just the, that's the perspective I'm looking at it from. And that's, that's how I try to look at it. I'm trying to, as everything I'm doing here, I'm trying to make it very, you know, and standardized and very, I'm trying to train the people so they can kind of do what I'm doing. So when these mistakes or things happen, emergencies, even if I don't answer for that hour, because, you know, once you, you can't, I, I personally, I guess for me, I'm just different. I feel like you can't be at it 24 seven or you're just going to go crazy eventually. <laughs> that's, sure. that's just, that's just, that's my perspective. That's it. And so, so, um, that that's what I'm working on. I want to get things to the point where I could once in a while because that helps me focus on the bigger picture. And I think the being the business owner, you want to eventually grow and focusing on the 24-7 stuff. I feel like, you know, it's a yes and no. It's a give and take, I guess, you know, depending on where you're at and what your goals are. It takes like it takes five seconds to reply to an email and tell mm-hmm. somebody that you're going to talk to them on, on Monday, Got you it. know, and, and the thing about it is my clients, when I, when I talk to my clients, uh, whether it's, you know, um, somebody else gets the customer or I get the customer or the customer comes to me, um, I always talk to every one of my customers mm-hmm. and, and I tell them if you ever have anything that you want to talk about or you have a question, you can contact me directly. Um, and I always have my phone and the thing about what I do is I always reply. Um, I don't have downtime, you know, if I have downtime, it's short, maybe it's a day, maybe it's a few hours, but I will get back to you personally Mm -hmm. myself. And I don't mind taking that little bit of time to reply. And even if it's just, I got your message, I will, I will reply to you on Monday, Mm -hmm. you know, or I will get back to you on Friday or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's, that's how it works with me at least. No, I know. And this is, we're definitely showing two sides of the spectrum here because you, you, some people are comfortable with that role and they're totally fine with it. And, you know, I mean, the business is your life, you know, I mean, it is my life here and uh, people just go about it different ways and different ways work for them. You know, someone might be, this might be hitting total heart with, you know, whatever you're saying, and whatever I'm saying, you know, to totally somebody else. So this is good because everybody handles things differently. And sure. we just, just want to let you all know that there are many different ways to go about it. You know, we all get overworked. We all get overwhelmed. We all, you know, get too much on our plates at once. And we just handle it differently. You know, for Steve, he, he likes to get the tasks, you know, out of the way, delegated and handled right away. I prefer, you know, to, uh, I guess, take them take them on my time obviously if they're emergencies they'll find i will get it uh, uh, someone will contact me and i'll make sure sh- i'll get the I'll, I'll get the call i'll i'll get it you know if it's if it's bad enough 
they will always get a hold of me. They know a way, you know, um, there's always a way to get a hold of me. It's not like I just tune out from the world. I'm just <laughs> sort of, uh, for me, the way I operate, you know, I, sometimes I need that little bit of time or something to myself and, you know, I like to. And that's important. Up. Yeah, it's it's really yes, important yes. to take that time for yourself, you know. Yes. And it, when I when I say like you know I have my phone, so I reply whatever, mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe you know I I take a whole day, maybe I take a Saturday or I take a Sunday, and I don't reply to anybody until you know five o'clock that night or mm-hmm. eight o'clock or something like that. Whatever, it it doesn't take that long to get that block of things out of the way so you can actually be stress-free. Because yep. the, the worst thing that happens is, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're like feeling guilty because your phone's turned off. And <laughs> but what type of vacation is that? You know, I mean, and you, you, you made a good point that down the road as the organization gets bigger, you can have somebody to do that for you. <laughs> um, unfortunately, at this point, first year and fourth year uh we don't have that luxury we don't we don't but no. we keep pushing we keep hustling and bustling we'll get there and, and absolutely i i like to i read a great book amazing book i highly recommend it it's called built to sell and it has you know nothing to do i i wouldn't ever want to sell or anything like that it's just a great way to Go about running your business that if you are not present, if something happens in case of an emergency, your business can go on, you know, for that day, for that week, it can go on without you. And you want to get it to that point eventually. And it's a a book I highly recommend. It's called Built to Sell. And it's all about that pretty much, you know, and that's that's something I'm really striving to do because – I, I I can't always be there, you know. We we are one. You are one. I am one. And you know, being a business owner, if that's where you're at right now as the listener, we it's totally under uh, totally understandable that you can't do it all. And that way, that's what the business is for. A business is a separate entity, you know. Usually, unless you're like a sole pr- proprietor, it is a separate entity for a reason. It's right. there, you know. It's going to be there. I think one one day you want it there, and you want it there running, even though it is your baby. You stole, you know, it is still a separate thing. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, I think these are some great tips, great tips for the listeners regarding, uh, regarding the stress, you know, stress that comes along and being overworked, overwhelmed from two different perspectives here. Totally, you know, two totally different people. Steve, you know, totally different company. Me over here, Miro, totally different. And, you know, you get, two different sides of the spectrum. I think this is some great stuff. And um, yeah, without without further ado. Just just flow, man. Just spit it. Just spit it. So how about Steve? Since I've never asked you this question, I figured this might be a prime time to ask you it. And maybe this has something to do with all the stress you experience during work. How do you drink your coffee? How do I drink my coffee? Yes, we all Bla- been dying to know. Black, I don't stress about it. <laughs> well, you know what they say: if you drink your coffee black, there's a decent chance you might be psychotic. And could be. And I drink my <laughs> coffee black too, though I'm trying to calm down. And you know what? Hey, maybe that helps us. Maybe it doesn't help us. I'm actually curious now. We should do a study and go out there and find out. Do a lot of business owners drink their coffee black? Do entrepreneurs drink it black? That could be a great study. And if so, it could say a lot about people. 
Or let me, <laughs> let me ask you a question. When's the last time you were so stressed you didn't know how to handle it? And then what happened when you did? That I didn't know how to handle it? Oh, man. Um, I mean, just recently, I've because I've, we've experienced such, some crazy growth. I, I'm running into new situations day in, day out. And I... Uh, I almost lost it. Like the one day I kind of talked about on an episode, I had like a panic attack and I had to pull over on a highway. And, um, I guess what I did is I just sort of told myself it's okay to breathe and it's okay to make mistakes. And I had to keep telling myself that. And that's what got <laughs> me through it. And that, you know, this is only going to make me stronger that this is, this is nothing compared to what, you know, Gandhi or what Martin Luther King or whoever was going through, you know, that this is really, this is nothing like our little issues here are nothing compared to what these guys went through or whoever it was. And if they can get through it, you know, if people can get through torture, prisoners of war, then, you know, how, why can't we get through this little situation when something gets broken at a client, you know, job site, like this is nothing in the grand scheme of things. And it's only going to make us stronger and better. And I just had to talk to somebody about it, whether that was my business partner, my girlfriend, or a close friend. I had to get it out. Had to talk to someone about it. So well, what, that's what happened. Well, so so what what did they say to you that calmed you down? Honestly, not, it was more just uh, getting it out, just saying it. It just was more just it saying, out. yeah, and just and then as I was saying it, I was like. They clicked right away. It, it goes almost instant. I, I remember this conversation instantly. I'm like, wait, what the hell am I even stressing about here? Like, what yeah. is going on? Like, this is this is okay. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll get this done. We'll deal with it. Life is going to go on. Like, we'll, we'll get over it. We'll get over it. It's not the worst that could have happened. And sometimes just saying it out loud, just like putting yourself back for a second, that's all you need. And you're just like, what the hell am I even doing here stressing about this? We'll get through it, you know? Yeah. We'll so you're saying, so you're saying that, that, you know, as stressed as you were, maybe you just wrapped up in knots and then, you know, just kind of vocalizing it made it better. Um, you know, speaking it out to people around you that, that maybe care about you and, yeah. you know, kind of believe in you and that kind of gives you strength, right? Yep. Or people that went through it and know that, you know, these aren't, that big of a, of issues you know this to you it might be because it's first thing first time you're experiencing them and, you know when you're doing so, when you're going through rapid growth it's all brand new to you something you've never done before yeah and uh you know for but but those are the moments that you at the end of the day you look back and you're like wow those are the moments where i either like i could have crumbled up there in a ball and you know died or here i am butter and stronger than ever and i feel that that's yeah. where both of us are at yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, um, I mean, so so I mean, closing thoughts on this thing. Yeah, well, let's um, hear it. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up really good points. I mean, uh, as as rough as things get when you're in it, um, you know, when you're in the thick of it, and oh, yeah. you know, things seem like they're just unattainable and insurmountable. You know, the the struggles are just so terrible, and you don't know how you're going to work it out. Um, nope. You know, at the end of the day, next week is going to be worse. Or, <laughs> dude, come on, man! We're trying to we're trying to help these people. We want them to run businesses. Hey, hey, hey if we're gonna help them, be realistic with it. Yeah. Next week, 
next week. It might be worse. It might be better. But but when you look back to next week, you're going to be like, ah, it's not that, it's not so bad. What, really what was bad. I crying about? What was I crying about? It's not that big of a deal. I mean, as long as you're breathing, yes. as long as you're on the right side of the dirt yes. and you're still in business and you're still doing, um, you know, your best work and you're putting out there and, uh, you know, you're doing what you set out to do and you're, you know, doing your best and, uh, chances are you're going to be in the right position. Um, and you know, Hey, if, if you don't quite make it just like John, uh, McClellan, uh, McClellan said, uh, he said, you, you know, they'll find my body facing the direction uh, in which uh, I was supposed to be. <laughs> what was he saying? He was, I don't know, but that's an amazing quote, man. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, like, you're killing it. You're killing it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, killing. no more, no more quotes from you going forward. All right, all right, all right. All right fine. <laughs> that being said, everybody, episode forty R and R rants and recaps, and like, like, like Steve just said. It can't be that bad. It's not. It can't be that bad. It really wasn't that bad. And, it's not that uh, bad. It's not, it's not that, bad. that bad. It's not. So not. hope you are enjoying this show, and you're gonna crush the rest of your week just like we are. All of us here together. Stay in tune. Uh, leave us some good reviews if you want. You know, honestly, as critical as they need to be to uh, let us know what we're doing wrong, what we could do better. Hit us up on iTunes, Facebook. Look for the facebook group that's bossed to boss you know ask to be invited into it uh hit us up message us anywhere you know it's at boss to boss pretty much everywhere boss to boss.com and uh yeah hope you crush the rest of your week and we'll be talking to you soon peace drop it drop it steve peace, peace.